This is Player One. This is Player Two. And you're listening to another great show only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. The Bird. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Hi, this is Kyle from Arcade Bros. If you're like me, you like a little joy in your life. We're proud to present that we are sponsored by America Joy Print Shop. If you need cut vinyl, store lettering, business printing, forms, car magnets, and anything else printing needs, America Joy is the one for you. When you contact America Joy, just tell them the Fern sent you. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Arcade Bros. This is our uh, episode number 32. As you can tell, we are pretty exhausted already (laughs) from uh, our huge weekend bash at uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, I am Player One, as always, Steve Mooney with Player Two, Kyle Mooney. And we are here to... uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Either we're going to talk about the brand new uh, Xbox One that was released for probably this entire episode, or let's probably talk about a little bit of our experience at Comic-Con, Comic-Con. which we'll probably do, which actually, uh, great news for us, since we did a lot of networking uh, during Phoenix Comic-Con, I'm pretty sure about next year, uh, Phoenix Comic-Con, our cable will probably be doing a panel, so <laughs> definitely check that out, and uh, so Kyle, um, let's get right to it, well, how, how did you enjoy Comic-Con? Um, this was probably like a first Comic-Con where I know... One year you were actually working for Zia Records, so you're working at the thing. Was this kind of nice coming in and not having to do really much of anything and actually enjoying it? Yeah, actually, I had a lot of fun because I was able to experience it not only as a participant, uh, walking in and having the experience of getting your badge, you know, getting your pan, you know, your pamphlet and everything, and and seeing it full on from a customer media's perspective but uh yeah i didn't have to work so it was even better so i didn't have to actually like sit behind a register and be like do you want fries and then really you were selling fries at zero no i tried to sell people fries but i didn't have any so they didn't buy cool. i checked out the zero booth it looked really good this year they did like a star wars theme which is cool because obviously the new star wars being uh uh, it has been a big newsbreaker this year since Lucas got bought out. So a lot of people went with a lot of Star Wars themes. Uh, it was great. I walked in, got my badge. I was able to... I ended up being smart because I ended up doing a water run before I got there. So as I saw people from the network and uh, friends of ours like Davis Maiden and a few people who wanted waters, mm-hmm. I had a whole bag full. So I was just able to kind of pass them out to people, which actually was a really nice like Very cool. idea. So definitely I would suggest... Uh, yeah, we uh, probably... I think next year we're going to attempt to get a booth or a table or whatnot. Nice. Um, so I think we had this idea where we were actually going to do bottled water and put just like four eye radio things over it. And yeah, people, yeah, like a sticker or something. You know, if people want some water, there you go, and everything that. So yeah, just like we do with our events, like you have people like us or whatever on the on the. Speaking of events, we do have another event coming up for the release of The Last of Us. Um, we're going to actually try to get a hold of uh, Nas Energy Drink. Um, and see if they want to come out and help us with that as well. So stay tuned for more details on that. Uh, but yeah, so what, what was your experience? Um, it was good. It was good. I had a really fun time this year. I actually got to stay like the entire, most of the con pretty much. Um, I didn't go Sunday, which sucked because uh, we just woke up late and then we went to go see a movie. And by the time we literally got out of the movie, by the time we would have gotten down there, it was actually probably a good thing because by the time we would have probably gotten down there, would have been uh, there was a huge fire drill, I heard. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard I was hearing about that. Like, either someone pulled up, someone says there was a report of smoke, someone... Yeah, someone said, there was a, someone said there was, a like, maybe smoke up on one of the meeting rooms in level th- level 3 or something like that. I'm not sure. We don't know all the details yet, so don't quote us anything. All we know that there was an evacuation at Phoenix Comic Con, um, and then everybody got to go back in and remain for the rest of the thing. But, yeah, it was really cool. I love, actually, I think it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday night where they did the huge zombie walk. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten to see that. So I finally got to see that. What was really cool is they did uh, the Echo One uh, took off and oh, yeah. was doing it, you know. So that was really awesome and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I know Matt Renfro. He was going nuts. He was basically getting uh, pictures of like everything. So we will be doing a huge, I know, Comic Con blowout pretty much on the socially awkward uh, website. Oh, this Friday. Um, oh, this Friday as well, but also on the website, we're going to be showing everybody our picks. 
Um, actually, uh, one of the guys from 12A, Steve, uh, he was able to actually, no one even knew he showed up to my panel. He got us a bunch of uh, pictures from 12A uh, production podcast. That's also on the 4 Radio Network. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. He sent me a bunch of two videos he also did as well. So I think we're going to talk to Eric, try to get the... Um, the uh, YouTube or brand new YouTube page going up, and we'll oh, uh, put his stuff up on that. So, um, anyways, before we jump into more of the stuff again, you can find uh, us at www.arcade-bros.com, part of the 4i Radio Network, which we did represent at Phoenix Comic Con 2013. Um, yeah, I had a blast though. Yeah, I was able to walk around, um, talk to a couple of people. The one person that I did not get to see though was the creator of Hellboy. Oh, yeah, Every time I went to his booth, he was gone. Well, it was funny because when I got there Friday, I was walking around. I, I saw Terry Moore, who's done the Strangers of Paradise. Yes. Uh, I got to talk to him a bit, which was funny because like I was like, you're here, and yet there's no line. Like, why is there no... But then I was also fortunate enough that my work let me out at about one that day. Very nice. So I got to leave early and go straight to the con. So I got to see a lot of uh, the activity as it started to build. I think when I got there, they said approximately about 4,000 people were there. Like at that time at 1 a.m. Okay. And then as it just started to build after that. Um, and what was really cool is uh, I was walking around. I really liked how they widened the aisles. So yes. Between the artist alley. So I thought, like, I feel some people felt that that was non-beneficial because it kind of felt slow. But I felt that it actually felt the pacing of it was a lot easier. You're able to move around without you, bumping into yeah, people. Yeah, you were very able to. I noticed that too. You were able to walk around uh, without hitting too many people. And also, if you wanted to stay at a booth and chit chat with uh, whether or not you were interested in that person or anything like that you were able to do that. So I thought it was really uh, it was a really good experience. I think a lot of people came out, and a lot of people were excited for the um, Doctor Who stuff. Um, a huge, huge Babylon 5 turnout. Um, it, was, it was just fantastic. It was uh, probably the... I mean, yeah, it was probably the best Comic-Con this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it was exciting. It was fun. Um, though I did... I actually want to get Matt in here sometime, because I know he was able to go to the Xbox panel. And I heard, like, basically the guy was there from Xbox... Uh, probably going to talk about some games and stuff like that, but everybody, of course, because what was just announced late before Comic-Con happened was Xbox One. And everybody was, like, raising their hand for those questions. Everybody was like, who is this? And the guy, like, literally had nothing prepared for that. <laughs> and I don't know whether to blame the guy or blame, you know, Xbox going, like, well, let's give him something to throw out there. You know, give them something to feed on and then just leave it at, like, okay, but more details will be coming out during E3. Right, so you yeah, can kind of answer, like, yeah, answer the questions he can, and then just kind of you know bring him, you know, bring it back to okay. But this is all the stuff that's out now. So I mean, I, I do feel kind of bad for that guy because apparently he was, uh, you know, he probably was overwhelmed, swamped with people walking over like this guy doesn't know anything. Well, I guess yeah, Matt kind of explained it a little bit to me where I guess he worked at. I mean, you figure Xbox is huge. There's yeah. departments for. Well, they did have they did have a little booth. Yeah, I and know. That's, that's what I'm guessing is like he worked in one department, so he maybe not had any knowledge of whatever else they were working on until. He, he just knew that I had to go there and talk about Xbox Live, and that's what he did. And then, of course, when all, everyone starts shooting all of these questions, he was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Or, or like you said, maybe he was forced to kind of play dumb so they could build up the, uh, you know, the, the uh, E3 event. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, going back to Mike uh, Magnolia, so I walked by, and sure enough, there he was. I guess he had an assistant with him, and they were selling shirts. and said, I got a print of his. Oh, cool. Uh, and I was just, I literally just started chatting with him. I'm like, man, what, what, how do people not know you're here? Yeah. And he started laughing because he's like, he's like, yeah, I know. He goes, well, they know I'm here. He goes, they're just shy. He goes, oh, they're very, uh, they're very uh, uh, skittish. He's like that, you know, you look at them like roaches. They just kind of scurry away. Mm-hmm. So I was cool. I got to talk to him. I asked him how Guillermo del Toro was, was and working with him. I asked him some questions about uh, some of their new projects that they're working on. Yeah. And actually, one of the new projects that he's working on with Guillermo del Toro's H.P. Uh, Lovecraft has a book that uh, is called The Mountain of Madness. It's an old book. It was, okay. it was like an old short story that he wrote. It was basically about how like these creatures from a long time ago have been uh, basically have resided in this ancient temple okay. in the mountains. And of course, all these people who were like during the time when people were hiking the mountains and stuff, you know, during this time, uh, they discover this area and they go in. And it's very like horrific and stuff. So it's cool because they're both working on like concept art and also Guillermo del Toro had oh, nice. this movie like a year or so ago before Hellboy. So he says they're possibly going to be working on a new Hellboy. 
but yeah, he's obviously like yeah, everything's still up in the air because obviously they're you know they're both writing it together and they want to collaborate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he looked he looked great and he sounded great and it was really cool. Some of his armor that he had there, a couple of his. I know one question I really wanted to ask him was, did he ever think about repitching the idea of the Amazing Screw on Head to like Adult Swim oh, yeah. or even like you know another kind of network? Because that, I mean, it's a one-shot pilot. If you can find, it's very rare to find. Um, I know, I believe it came into Bookman's, and that's how um, TJ actually picked it up, and that's actually how I got to see it. But oh, it was fantastic! Because yeah, isn't it like Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, it's, like, it takes place during the Abraham Lincoln administration or something. Like that, but it's it's literally Hellboy artwork. Um, I forget who the voice was, but I know the voice of like the bad guy was the guy from Frasier, yeah. uh, his brother. Um, uh, whoever played Niles. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like I'm drawing a huge blank right now. Which pretty that was his name, huge blank. Yeah, he was just Niles. Um, but yeah, no, that was just fantastic. It was freaking hilarious and everything that. So you know, that's one thing I would like to see. Either if he even can't even do like more cartoon shows, I would like to see would he ever just assume to maybe even do just you know uh, a David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce, that's right. Uh, if he would ever think to think about doing like a. Uh, um, you know, like a short series, miniseries yeah. comic or whatnot. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Hellboy fan. That's why I was actually very excited this year. The badges, the badges that I got were for the media had Hellboy on it. And this was like favorite, pretty much the, my favorite badge I've gotten so far being at Comic-Con, being in the media. Because uh, the last couple of years have sucked. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, but um, yeah, big... Uh, Speaking of shout-outs, though, um, I know Kyle, he started this up. People who follow us now on Twitter and can us with the Twitter stuff and us retweeting things and them retweeting back and answering questions and all that kind of stuff. So, Kyle, without further ado, Arcade Bros. Special shout-outs this week! Special shout-outs go to the following. At Licky27, uh, at Stephen Writing, at Elisha with three E's, E-L-E-E-S-H-A, at Alec underscore Austin, uh, and also at Alex Hobbs underscore WK, who is also part of the strip search contest with the famous Tavis Min. Uh, he gave us a shout out and a favorite on one of our tweets we did for their, uh, I guess their panel at the Comic Con. Uh, at Curacela Garde, which I want to spell it as K U R I S U E L L E G A R D E. At Patty the Packy. At Radio Influence, at Tanagram, which I get a Tianagram, which I guess is T I A N N A G R N, and then at We Are G N N, which was part of the uh, Geek News Network. They were all over Comic Con. They were doing a lot of cool tweets. Uh, they gave us a couple of responses back to ours. I ended up meeting a couple of them at the con. It was oh, good to see nice. them again. So shout out to a fellow network on the Arizona Airwaves. You know, definitely check them out. They're a really good group of guys over there. Very good. And uh, they always, you know, always professional, always fun to work with. <coughs> so that's all the shout outs we have for this week. Yeah, no, um, I know we did a lot and a lot of networking this year at Phoenix Comic Con, so I'm very excited about that. Um, oh, of course, also Steve Mass and Eric Berry. <clears throat> for their continued support and compliments on photos, videos that we post. Yes, thank you very much. Um, so, I guess segments, uh, what were you playing this week? Uh, if you had, you had a chance to sit down and play anything this week. I know I kind of didn't. I played a little bit more of Tomb Raider. God damn you. Uh, I'm going to get back into that. And then, uh, oh yeah, I, I, I played a little bit more of Injustice. I keep doing this back and forth because they keep releasing characters. Yes. Now, the release Batgirl. <gasps> um... I don't know if there was a glitch okay. or a patch, but she didn't have a special. <gasps> it was weird. So every time I hit the trigger buttons to do her special, like was nothing was like... happening. Um, to be honest with you, um, not really too impressed with her. Oh, really? She just seems like she's really... she's just very generic. Just nothing kind of like you got Lobo and you like he did a couple things and like I, I, don't get me wrong. Like you're thinking like oh, Batgirl's gonna be exactly like Batman, but to be fair, it's like Nightwing was in it and Nightwing still had his own kind of patent and move. Yeah, and he kind of kind of a different style of that. And don't get me wrong, Batgirl is very different from Batman, and she does have some different moves, but just really just not that impressive. See, what's weird is if you watch the video that they first showed when they announced Batgirl, they had the uh, I guess she was fighting the Joker and his like yeah uh, his uh. The yeah. one that he shot her in. And that was like, actually yeah. one of the uh, downloadable like costume packs this week is all the stuff from uh, yeah, like the, uh, the Killing Joke. And it comes with like Joker in like his Hawaiian outfit, Joker in his... Uh, the Red Hood. The Red Hood outfit, and then Joker in like his uh, outfit when he abducts uh, Commissioner Gordon and stuff like that. But yeah, like not really too impressive. And yeah, her, her moves on there looked really awesome, but uh, I, for whatever reason, yeah, I guess it sounds like they It's very it weird. I mean, like, I was thinking about since uh, we, we probably have some time, we'll probably sit down, maybe play, you know, get a feel, but like, after playing like Lobo, 
you're thinking like, oh, all these next characters are going to be really kind of unique and cool and stuff like that. But like, I mean, she's, I mean, I'm really not complaining because technically she was kind of free, you know. Um, but yeah, not really too. Like, if you have to, if you did not buy the season pass, uh, I would say pass on her. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was funny too because I just wa- listened to the uh, Fat Man on Batman with Stan Lee, and it yes, was, uh, was, and he talked about how one of the characters that Stan Lee really liked was the Lobo character. Yes. In DC, like that was one of his favorite ones of theirs that he actually liked a lot. Um, yeah, some games I was playing. I played a little bit of Neverwinter Nights. I downloaded a long time ago on this computer. On the Galaxy uh, Far, Far Away? Yeah, it was like, it was very buggy. It was very, like, it didn't work, but then once I started using my mouse, it was fine, but just trying to use it on the keyboard that I had, was it started just acting very weird. It kept, like, blinking in and out. It kept trying to, like, stack certain things. It's a very old game. It, it was a game that you can download now uh, for literally, like, I think it was, like, $4. Okay. what I downloaded for. So for 4 bucks, it, it works well enough that I can play it and enjoy it. So I played a little bit of that. Uh, actually, over the weekend, I got, finally got into Reach because I hadn't played it yet. You oh, yeah, yeah, you had a Reach. I didn't know you were playing that. We could have uh, jumped on a car. Yeah, I literally just started. I got through the first mission, and then I'm, like, stuck at this part where I'm playing on hardcore. Oh, okay. I'm stuck at the part where you finally see the first two uh, brutes. Okay. So I'm basically, like, getting them owned on there. And you get the shotgun right before, and you're supposed to go and try to yeah. get them. So, like, I... And then what I love is, like, the AI is great in the combat sense because you can watch them like try to flank and like if they're shooting at a guy you see oh then you can run around and try and get them but don't let them drive don't let them shoot the gun you know just just run them over just run them over because i had a guy that i was trying to like we had two three things we had to shoot and then the doors were going to open that was Mm -hmm. it shoot the first one shoot the second one he like runs us off a cliff and we die shoot the first one he shoots himself so shoot the first one and then he flips the car and then we got run over so finally what i ended up doing when i got in the car and right away like it starts you off so i get in the car and he's running towards it so i said oh screw this so i started yeah. backing up <laughs> so the whole time he's like running after the car and i just kept running backwards like mm. oh man it got up to a high enough point that he's like running across the battlefield he's getting hit by tanks he's getting hit by this hit by that nothing they don't kill him. I end up blowing all the tanks up myself. And then finally, like, I turn around and, eh, eh, like, he's in the car. Oh, I'm just like, how the hell did you get in the car? But luckily, we, like, we passed that point, so I could just move on. Yeah, and speaking of which, we still got to finish our Halo 4, oh, so we got to sit down and just game sometime. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I liked it a lot from when I played of it. I thought the storyline's cool. I've already kind of guessed, like, uh, spoilers if you haven't played Reach. It's been out for four years. But is it Master Chief you're playing as, which is younger? No, no, no. It's actually, um... Uh, what was it? It's basically this new kind of like. It basically, it's all because he's like all blackout and stuff. Like they keep talking about how like I saw your file, but it was all blacked out. No, no, this has nothing to do with you. Actually, <clears throat> when you get towards the end of the game, you realize, oh, okay, you'll see how Halo One begins, um, pretty much. But yeah, you're not playing as Master Chief. You're actually playing as because that's what I thought. And then when I got to the end, you're like, oh, okay, but basically these are like the last of the Spartans. This is the Spartan home right, base. Right, right, like these were the Spartans' home base where they were creating the Spartans. Yes. And then like Master Chief, I know, was the one who was in cryo that they like load up to a ship and they leave. Yes. So I like, but uh, the way they were kind of explaining it, that he was like a new recruit, he was brought into the team. People were like, oh, yeah, I read your file, even though most of it was blacked out. I thought, oh, maybe he's like a uh, secret, you know. Whatever, but I guess obviously he's just like no. It's not because when you like, get to the when you get to the end, um, there's like this thing that ha- like you'll hear something and you'll go, oh, now that makes sense and stuff like that. So okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a fun game and stuff like that. That was the only problem with that game. It's like no one got it when it came out. Like everyone waited on it, so I ended up beating it before like anybody anyone like, could pick it up. Everyone yeah. picked it up, so then it was kind of like okay. So literally, it's just been. I like it though, like graphic wise, gun wise, like I felt like com- yeah, it's very fun. Now I'm trying to remember. I got you. I got you. Reach and then I get you. Odst. Yeah, I remember okay. in which I had and I had beaten. I think you and I beat him. We tried doing one of those wave matches. Yes, that's what we tried. Like, 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 we just kept like, oh my god, like this is like it was easy. Like it was surprisingly like, very easy. Yeah, and, like to the point where we were just getting bored with it because we were just like, oh my god, like when is this wave gonna end so we can like yeah. say the part. That's why I really like those uh, Spartan missions on yeah. four. Like I ended up just like so playing just those. Keep zipping through them. Uh, you got me. That got me. Reach. You got me three because I ended up trading that in. Like I traded an ODST and I traded three. Okay. Did I get three? Okay. Yeah, I and then I had. Then Reach was the one I hadn't played yet. Though. Okay. Yeah. That was I had one. opened them all and I had looked through them and I thought they all looked good. And like literally, Lindsay's like, "Oh, what? you know," she was like, "Why don't you game?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know," because we were just like literally like watching crap on TV. We didn't really do anything. I was like, "You know, I'm gonna game for like an hour." So sure enough, I was like, "What could I play?" And I was like, "Oh, I hadn't tried Reach yet." So yeah. See, that's what happened to me. In. I'm going through my catalogs, going like, "Okay, what do I need to beat still? What do I need like definitely God of War." 
you know, the new yeah. one. I got to still beat. I mean, this, the RPG that I started, I only get like a little bit of chances to play, but every time I do, it's just like, it's just beautiful. It and sucks like you that. in and you want to just keep Yeah, playing, it's just, yeah. it's an amazing That's that Anu Kuni? Yeah, the Anu Kuni, uh, uh, the yeah, Wrath the of the White Witch. Um, oh, it's just, it's so, like, this is a game that i just been like, I just heard about it, picked it up, and just been endorsing it to everybody, just talking about like how like, it brings you back to old school, like RPGing. It's just a fantastically well done game. Anybody who sees it is like, oh, I really want this, you know? So, and then, yeah, I got to finish Tomb Raider, got a couple of, I mean, I bought all these, like, expansion packs for, um, Assassin's Creed 3, oh, but nice. I still get through and all that kind of stuff, so, I mean, I still have a bunch of stuff to play, so I'm kind of hoping, like, The Last of Us will be probably, like, the last game that I buy for, like, a while, um, I guarantee other titles yeah, are going to tie over. Know, well, other titles are going to come out. So, like, I know the Deadpool is going to come out. I'm going to want that and stuff. But I'm kind of hoping, like, the I might be able to sit down this summer and just kind of blaze Deadpool through stuff. Deadpool starring John Lovitz. You're gonna die. You want to go swimming? Let's put it this way. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ticket. Yeah, I'm a I'm a mercenary. Yeah. And then, and then I killed a guy. Yeah, that's it. I killed a guy, and his his brain exploded, and money shot it. Yes, money. money. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ticket. Um. Gonna shoot your face. Your big disgrace. What are you supposed to be, the gay mercenary? Yes, I'm the gay mercenary. All right, all the other gay mercenaries, you can leave. We found our winner. I never get to win. Well, if you don't know what that's from, you suck. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> um, so, well, we had some news come out this week. Uh, what was that? The gaming news xbox reveal may 21st it shoots lasers into your eyes and makes lots okay so basically a bunch of the you we, we talked about this yes they were everybody was like what's it gonna be called what is this what is that what is that and literally every everything that came out like um name wise was all from reddit these were yeah. all things that Reddit people came up with, and people were like, oh, is that what's going to be called? Oh, is that what's going to be called? And the media, like literally newsroom's who didn't know crap. It's an eight. No, wait, it's an infinity. So, so which was funny, actually, some news uh, organizations actually, no, 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 some news organizations actually released when Xbox One, that's what it's going to be called, when Xbox One was finally released, we're still calling it Xbox 720. So yeah. they did not do their research. But yeah. yes, the Xbox 720, just infinity. kidding, Xbox 721 Infinity 32. Or uh, this. <laughs> or Norbis, Norbis. We the Xbox U, yeah Xbox U, Xbox U four. It's made in Russia, <laughs> in Soviet Russia. Xbox U. Um, <laughs> so Xbox One was finally revealed. Um, a lot of people like. It's funny because the only person that I heard that said they didn't like the design of the system was somebody who's already planning on buying a PlayStation Four. And it seems like what I was reading around with a lot of the news is that. If you've already decided, like if you already are a fanboy of one system mm -hmm. or the other, you've already decided. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they called it. They could have called it, you know, Donkey Horse Dick Seven. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I'm totally picking that up. That DHK because you know why? You know what? We're all calling it though. Are you gonna get the new Xbox system? Yeah. We're not even calling it Xbox One. Like yeah. I'm literally PlayStation not gonna, Xbox. I'm not Nintendo. gonna. I'm not gonna come over to somebody's house and be like, "You got the Xbox," and they're gonna, "No, you got the Xbox One." Ah! 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 Actually, yes, I, I want to call a system con. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because when it malfunctions on you, you can just go, con! Oh, I just have to restart. Oh, wait. Oh, I hit, I hit the pause button. Oh, wait. No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Control, alt. No. Ah! So, um, I think that would be great. But yeah, so, uh, what are your thoughts so far on the new system? Well, I will say this. Like, so when the PS4 did come out, or when they released it, and they showed some titles, they showed the controller, they showed some some things about it. Because obviously they still haven't even showed what it freaking looks like. They haven't even showed what it looks like, but who cares? Because I was like, oh, cool. I never owned a PS3. I owned a PS2. I never was planning this. We were just talking about this. I was planning it like this summer to either go out and buy a PS3, maybe upgrade my 360 to a newer 360 because I have one of the older ones. Starting to like the trade starting to act up. It's starting to like it's starting to go. So and then of course around this time, this is when they start releasing the new system. So now three's coming up. Yeah. So now I'm debating. Okay, well, do I hold out for the newer generation systems or do I just maybe upgrade and maybe pick up a PS3 because you know those are going to be cheaper. 
a lot of great titles out for him now. You know, maybe I'll go that route. So I've been very objective. Obviously, I'm not a PS3 owner, so I can't like be like, woo, PS3. But I was a 360 owner, and I will say that I do like it, the 360 a lot. So when I was hearing about the Xbox release and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm interested. I'll check it out. And I, luckily, I was able to watch the whole thing at work, just kind of had my headphones on while they played it and reviewed yeah. everything. And you know, we were tweeting back and forth and, ma- and making some things as as we saw it. And I at first. I, I was very excited about it. I like the idea of the Kinect because I don't have one of those either. Yeah, I think uh, the Kinect was very uh, unique looking. Um, the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray uh, now added to it. Cloud. Um, the Cloud. Got um, USB 3.0. Yeah, USB 3.0. I mean, the, uh, the controller um, is going to be Bluetooth. I think it's Bluetooth now. Yeah, it looked really slick. Too, and like and it. it's really not a huge change from the 360 no. controller. They've only moved like maybe a few buttons around, but it looks very slick, very unique. Um like, I really like how it looks, though. I really do like how the system looks. I know a lot of people are saying, like, isn't this just kind of like a digital... It looks literally kind of like a digital recorder. But to be... Yeah, f- I guess you guys see that. I never even thought of that. I know a lot of people are comparing with, like, a VCR because of yeah, the whole cable issue. because of the whole cable issue and stuff and like that. And then, like, the uh, thing's always watching you, which I think is just funny because, like, the other one, had the Kinect had a camera, so, like, but no one really, like, made a big, like... Well, due to the fact that you can literally come into your house and be like, Xbox on, TV on, like, you can ne- literally do everything voice activated. Now, yeah. what I think is funny is this is what's really, like, a huge selling point for a lot of people because a lot of people like that, but a lot of people neglected to realize that you could turn the TV on with the Nintendo Wii U. That's true. So, but I think it's the whole immersion. I think it's the voice. Yeah, it's the immersion of finally we're getting to an age where you're going to be like house on, you know, yes, car on, girlfriend on. I have a headache. God damn it! How much you want to know? Uh, how much you want to bet that they're going to probably be like, I can't let you do that, Steve. Exactly. They're going to put it just in there just for people who are like, when you say like Xbox, make me a sandwich. It's going to be like, I, I can't, can't let, let you do, do that, that, Steve. Steve. My, my name is Bob. I don't care, Bob. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox off. You know, be great. You go like, Xbox on. It's like no, no, never, never what, never gonna give you <laughs> up. <laughs> never gonna let you And we put it on YouTube already for you. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's because it uploads. But everything. you know, it's funny though. It's like it's uh, it's supposed to be like always watching you. And yeah. Well, that. it's got that service too. So they call it that Switch service. Switch service. Which, automatic which is funny because didn't the old slogan for Sega Dreamcast was "It's thinking." Yeah, it's thinking. So what? now it's like. Uh, so I want to know if this is uh, Xbox One. The new Big Brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're watching. But technically, you. everybody, but uh, uh, actually, uh, Senior Esteban, uh-huh. uh, host of the Idiot Section, has always been talking about Microsoft becoming Skynet from Terminator, That's and this true. is the start. This is this the, is the st- start, step people. One. And it's funny too because I think when you're thinking of so- an entertainment system that's going to immerse you. Mm-hmm. I think what's funny is like the Wii U I feel does because it's finally imp- implemented the touch and I feel hands on like touching yes. with tablets and things. That's where things are going because we still want to be feel a part of something. Mm-hmm. We don't just want to use a device and have it look, do cool things for us. We want to actually feel immer- like we're part of it. And the touch touching is a very human thing. It's a very yeah. personal interaction. So now you're actually going to be able to like swipe your hands, make hand gestures, and do things like. You know, say and also speak to a device. Now it's like the you're, it's giving yourself that even next step of immersion where you're vocal and your gestures and stuff are going to do things for the uh, the system. And what I think is really cool, and what a lot of people forget about, is that they're not really trying to sell you on a gaming system. They're trying to sell you on something that's going to be a part of your family. Like you're gonna have your kids, like seriously, you're gonna have your, your son's gonna come home and be like Xbox. I want to watch porn, and it's gonna be like, sorry, your parents don't allow that. I think you should murder them. Yeah, and you're gonna be like what? And then I'll be like, oh, and then also download this new game with yeah. your parents' credit card. But no, I think it's cool because it's finally getting that whole like personal. Yeah, it's just getting really personal and stuff like that. Because I know they they started that with the connects in a very very low base level because yeah. it's not like I can walk into my room you right now controller. and I can go uh, Xbox on because it'll respond right that right now. But now they're working on it by the soon as it's on with it, you can be like Xbox, uh, Bing, Xbox, Netflix, Xbox, you know, that's You get in a call, now you can like, hey buddy. Yeah, you can Skype, you can do like all these different things, which I think is kind of cool in a huge multimedia, you know, aspect and stuff, and I know what everyone's also really thinking, a lot of people like, okay, well when are we going to get the games and stuff like that, and already uh, Xbox decided... This was just a press conference to show you this is the system. Yeah. This is what it's going to be able to do. This is our future. This is, you know, the, the next step in our gaming generation, some of that. And then there's this thing that happens every June for every gaming case. It's called E3. Oh! And they're going to talk about the games. Right You're electronic entertainment. So already, we already get a feel of some of the games that are coming out, such as... Uh, Watchdog is going to be released for all consoles. Right. Uh, that new Destiny from uh, Bungie. 
Yeah. Um, that's actually also going to be released not only for PlayStation 3, but Xbox for... 360, but the new consoles that are coming out. And I'm actually surprised that Bungie is actually now making a game for uh, PlayStation 3. So yeah. They're really pushing the market well, on because that. Because that's what I think it was. They made, a pl- they made a deal, I think, with 360 where they were only licensing 360 games. And then their contract was up, and so then they became basically an independent game developer. Which is great for them. Yeah, which is excellent because now they can do what they want. And that's what I thought was cool. Well, this is what I think is funny now because now you think about all these hardcore PlayStation fans. That's why I don't like to be a fanboy. I like to be a gamer. Yeah, and that's why I game, game game universal. universal. You get to play anything. You don't have it to be minimize Tamagotchi. Yeah. It can be Pokemon. It can, it can be, be Tiger or handheld electronics. Tiger handheld electronics. A Tiger me! <laughs> yeah, Tiger Rage. Yeah, that's Tiger it. Rage. Tiger, Tiger Rage. Rage. Tiger Rage me! And my eyes have to go all weird. <laughs> then also, you're playing Tiger Wood on your Tiger. I think you're Tiger Rage all over. <laughs> I want to make a movie now with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Celeste Stallone, called Tiger Rage. Tiger Rage. Tiger Rage me mad! In a city uh, full of boredom, uh, man I'm at this funeral with his tiger. Uh, it's at this wedding. And his other friend with a tiger. Yeah, I don't have a tiger. I'm a Bengal tooth tiger. batteries. I'm sorry, you're out of batteries. Tiger Rage! <laughs> but um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm uh, again. I'm even looking. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like uh, like you've heard me with the PlayStation Three. It's a great console and stuff like that. Like I always say, it's got the best graphics and stuff. The only problem that it, it every system isn't perfect. And even with the Xbox One coming out, it's not going to be the perfect. And it system. still doesn't have all the answers. Neither does PlayStation Four. Exactly. And uh, the reason why I'll be probably pli- probably buying an Xbox One before a PlayStation Four <sighs> is because of the fact that PlayStation Three, you know, promised like all the stuff. And, such a, and, then, and then literally, I I have more Blu-rays for that system than I do actual games. games. Yeah, and that's what the sad part was because it seemed like this was the year that this this was when the titles were Yeah, out. and they really like lacked on it too. Like last year they, they claimed all these titles and a lot of titles that they were claiming on such as like that All-Star, that PlayStation All-Star Battle yeah. game tanked. Yeah, it was it horrible. It did not do well at all and I basically got it for free and I literally was like, I was like... And why did you get it for free? Because I bought a brand new PlayStation. And, yes, that's pretty much it. But I was also going to say because also their network crapped out that one year and I think that's what a lot of people were disappointed with is that they're oh, oh I had nothing to do with that I bought a new PlayStation 3 and basically why I bought it because a game with like two free games it was like oh, the okay. best deal right there so it was like it was, one of the, it was that new one with oh, right, right, right. the best number you know stuff like that so version. Uh, oh okay because then I remember like they were giving away either movies or titles or things when their system crapped out uh, remember uh, remember that whole like network crap yeah no, yeah, that was a huge, huge thing with that, Which too. I think that's also what kind of made me stand off from getting a PS3 right away, was that they had this Yeah, that was a huge, huge right thing. Issues. What I did like, though, was that they said that they have over 15 games at launch for the Xbox uh, One, and that eight of them were going to be new releases. And some of the ones that they showed, of course, like they, they tie in with ESPN. Now, a lot of people like me, like, I'm not into the fantasy football. I'm not really into sports in the way that I'm, like, watching people's stats and I have, like, fantasy teams. Because if I had a fantasy team, I'd have, like, the Hulk. I'd have Superman. You know, I'd have, like, sumo wrestlers. Like, that's my fantasy team. Like, I wouldn't have, like, people like, you know, whatever sports teams, that, you know, insert quarterback name, insert, you know, whatever. Um, Pete Cummings, I think he's a f- football player. I don't know. I don't remember. But they have all these ca- uh, games coming out. So they have a lot of the sports games like FIFA, Madden, UFC, which will update like your fantasy plays, will allow you to sync in with games that you're playing. Um, you'll be able to like re-show clips and things like that as your characters are doing things. So in that aspect, I think it's cool because you're bringing in a whole new market. Yeah. A lot of people who watch TV, a lot of people who are sports fans, a lot of people who are sports fans, maybe buy the sports games. I don't know anybody who buys Madden who doesn't like football. Ball. Yeah, you know, you know exactly I mean, like that. that and that's what I always tell people: if they're just a huge sport nuts, like a lot of people, like what's kind of the gaming console I should get? And I literally tell them, I go, it doesn't really matter what gaming console you get. You should ask yourself, what's going to be the most comfortable controller for you? Yeah, go out and try them. Like that's what I said. Like a lot of people, like that was actually a buddy of mine. Uh, he was debating between an Xbox and a PlayStation Three, and he went with the PlayStation Three just because he used to play PlayStation Two. He's never touched an Xbox, and he was more comfortable with the PlayStation Three controller because it was exactly like the PlayStation Two controller. So I'm like, and that's like the thing. I didn't try to sell him on an Xbox. I didn't say go ahead and buy a Wii. Yeah, I didn't buy what you're comfortable. I go with. buy what you're gonna. That's what happened to a kid, a friend of mine. He was just all like, oh, what should I buy? And I literally told him, I go, well, if you're not gonna be playing like exclusive games, you just want to play whatever's out there. 
just get a system that you're going to be more comfortable with, like, controller-wise. I mean, cause yeah, that, that's going to be something you're going to be touching. i got to say, like, I've played on PlayStation controllers. I've played on 360 controllers. I like them all. Like, I think they all had a nice... Yeah, they all have a nice cool thing. And like I said, whatever, it's so weird to me that I think, like, Xbox, for some reason, has the best control scheme for a quarter shooter. But weird, I, yeah. But I still give it hands down for PlayStation having the same control scheme for RPGs. That's true. So... And then what's really fo- cool is uh, some of the other things, feature that they're going to have is, like, with cloud games. Yes. Games that live up in space, they actually are going to change depending on the community. So I don't know about you, like, let's say, like, Tribes. Let's say they come out with a game, like, of Tribes. Well, let's say that it's very unbalanced, where if someone just finds the magic, like, golden rocket launcher, and they shoot at a crowd of people, it automatically kills everyone. Well, depending on how the community reacts to that, either by no one picking it up, maybe taking those out, you know, maybe if you can customize your map, they start removing those golden weapons because they just find them too unbalanced. They said that the, this is actually going to help developers who are building games to see exactly what their gamers like and actually tailor making the games to fit those needs. Similar to, like, World of Warcraft, when yeah. a character, like, when a new patch came out, it usually was because, oh, maybe the paladins were too unbalanced. We need to rebeat them. Yeah, and that's, um, like, a lot of patches. Like, didn't work, and they would do things. So that's what you're going to start seeing in your new future games. So you're going to buy a game and maybe it's like Mass Effect 3 like people didn't like that storyline and because they had such an outpour of people who were like either pissed or happy with it they came out with other ones to try and balance out like well now it's like it's still choose your own but now they had a lot more options so you wasn't just left with A or B yeah no that's um, uh, that's pretty much you know that's like dead on true and stuff and that actually makes sense I mean I mean literally that would have been a great patch actually for uh, All Stars Battle Royale for the PlayStation yeah. because we both played it, and we're like, you know, it's a really good game, graphic-wise, fun-wise, you know, the backgrounds, everything changes, and stuff, but we really thought that's like, everything that you took from Smash Bros., you didn't take the good stuff. Right, you took uh, all like, the you items took, You took the item drop and the basic stuff, and like that, but it's like, to win in a fight, you literally had to level up your bar, and then smash up, so literally, you could have a time match that's infinity time, and then just stock match, so you just have lives, but literally if no one powers up and uses their special, that ma- battle could go on for like three hours. Yeah, just because, because you can't uh, knock anybody off, you exactly, can't kill anybody unless you're that. doing your special. Yeah, yeah so it's just kind of like weird like that. It's like you, it's like, but had they listened to the gamers, they could have patched that and fixed that instantly, and that yeah. way they would have made, made a successful it game. It would have made a successful game. It's like, to me, it's like, if you're going to basically, like, I mean, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. Yes, they basically made their own Smash Bros. game, but they try to make it unique, <laughs> But they didn't do such a good job that it was just like, to me, I'm like, you know, if you're just going to rip off uh, another game, you might as well just literally yeah, rip least, off the game. At least do the good part. Like, the prime example is when they were talking about, like, the dark side character in the. Yes. Uh, when, uh, Thanos. When they were coming up with Thanos, they said, well, well if you're going to steal characters from the DC universe, why not steal it from some of the best characters? Meaning, like. The, you know, dark side because yeah. basically Thanos is the comparable aspect of the dark side, and people thought that was a great idea because it's like, yeah, if you're gonna steal from another comic con- comic book, yeah, video game, like steal the best shit, like don't sugarcoat it and steal like the oh, I stole the wand, the, the star wand because I thought that was cool. Like fuck that shit, put something cool in there. Like yeah, the, it was just kind of weird for me because it's like you know they they gave you like all these like unique kick-ass characters that you've always wanted to see you know fight each other, and then it's like you didn't do it justice basically to the game, so just kind of like that'd be like that okay prime example little big planet kart racing is probably exactly like mario kart the only feature that they did is you can customize your character customize your kart so they kind of took that aspect of little big planet everything that you could do in little big planet such as you know design your character uh design your own levels and stuff like that and but what do you have that's still exactly like mario kart you still have the racing you still have the power-ups you still have destroying your enemies and then you have a whole line online community which you featured with Little Big Planet in yeah. general, so like people can build their own uh, tracks, and you can and go race, check out those yeah. tracks. You can go check out these cars and stuff like that. So they took an idea that was already out there, and they just took their yeah, because stuff. go karts isn't nothing like yeah, you yeah. Know. It's like it's nothing new or anything like that, but they were able to do something and make it unique in their own. And yeah. I was like, that's a smart idea. It's like so yeah, so it's like you really can't go oh they just copy Mario Kart. It's like well technically. Anybody can copy Mario Kart. It's just all how you deliver it exactly. and change up some stuff. So it's like, oh, you know what? This is you. you this is new. This is you, new unique and stuff like that. So it's like that's all I say. If you're gonna, that's why I got really mad with actually Nintendo. They gave a review to Okami when it was released for the Wii, and they said, well, if you're gonna steal the good stuff from Zelda, if you're gonna steal stuff from Zelda, you might as well steal some good stuff. I'm like, really? Because I'm all like, 
hands down, Okami, I think, is a beautiful game. It's a great RPG, and I literally tell people, like, if you love Zelda games, you will love this, because yeah, it yeah. literally has everything that a Zelda game has and how it plays, but with new twists and turns and stuff like that, so it makes it its own unique game. Yeah, it's exactly. just like looking at this person, like, okay, are you really bashing it because it's not a Nintendo original? It's from Capcom or something like that? Could be. So, well, like, look at Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe came out for all systems, and I haven't heard anyone qualm on that, but that was an original title, and it has a good feature to it. It has oh, yeah. slow speed. Oh, that's Slow speed down. That was such a great, uh, such a great game. Such a great game. I really wish they would make. Uh, I'm so sad that Clover, the company that designed both those games, would you know close down stuff like that. I wish someone would literally just be like, I want to bring. Them That's why I was so excited when they made Marvel vs. Capcom three, and they had Beautiful Joe and yeah. Ami in it because I'm like, this is awesome. So. And actually, what was cool, so they showed some trailers for games that were coming out. Okay. One of them that they showed was Forza 5. Now, these are those racing games where you make a car, things like that. Yeah. Now, I've not, I'm not a big fan of racing games. I have a couple of racing titles that I just got free with the system. Uh-huh. But what I really liked about this, because they were just trying to show the aspects of it. I mean, you could see, like, the tire tread. You could see little minute details of the paint, you know, like the little speckling of the paint. That really kind of caught my eye going, like, wow, they're really, like, beefing up the graphics on this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, one of the other ones, which I read about later, at the time, it was funny because it was playing the trailer, but the sound kick coming out because yeah. a lot of people were watching the event that it was like uh, lagging a bit. Yeah, yeah. So what I got for first experience from Quantum Break was that it was about time travel and a little girl fondling an old lady because that's what it appeared to uh. be happening when I was watching because she like touches a woman's head and like mm-hmm. she gives her like the visions of this boat massacre and things like that. But then as I started reading up on it, uh, Quantum Break seems something to do with like time travel and you're a cop trying to investigate and oh, something okay. to do with like jumping through that. Uh, they talked about Halo, Halo TV yes. with uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, which you can actually uh, forward on to Dawn. You can now watch it on Netflix. Oh, uh, those miniseries of all those like uh, commercial, those things they did for Halo. Oh, okay. You can watch, and that's similar to what they said this is going to be, and that's how it spawned was from that. Oh, okay. To Dawn. Uh, they talked about fan- fantasy football integration. They talked about E3 with being like the main stuff. And the thing that got the most like press, the people were tweeting all over the place about this. And I think to me, and unfortunately, like it already ruins the title because I think you know like how it's going to end. Like yeah. I don't think there's a way to like get around the fact that if you like, because what they kept talking about was this game's gonna make you feel. This game's gonna be very emotional. This game's gonna make you like fall in love. It's like so. And then of course, what do you show? Call of Duty Ghosts. Which didn't have to do with the ghost character, which we all kind of thought it was going to. But they show a mission about a thing with a dog. Yeah. There's like a combo dog in there. Like, the world's apocalyptic, but we still have time to train a fucking dog. Yeah. To carry things and bark at people. And... I got excited about it, but only because I got excited because I thought I got to play as the dog. <laughs> like, I thought that was the whole idea. Like, your name is Ghost and you're a dog. You know what would be, but you know what would make more sense now? Is when it? they're telling you stuff to do. Exactly, because that way it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a dog. Yeah, I'm this a makes dog. sense. Give me my treat. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I, I, I think this is that ghost character that was from Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2. Well, I think so, too, but what, the, what they're explaining, or at least what they showed, was we lost. Like, we lost a war. America lost the war. Now we're fighting back. Mm-hmm. They're not saying if it's future. They're not saying if it's like right around this time. Okay. They're basically saying like America has been knocked down to its core, and we're tr- trying to like take the fight back. And that's where Ghost comes in because we're like we're what's we're the phantoms. We're what scares people. We're the ones who like they're the, all the elite, um, like the most top notch like soldiers. Mm-hmm. That's what Ghost is. It's like all the Navy SEALs, all the Marines and Rangers, and like that's what they were saying it was. Okay. But I don't know if it's going to be the Ghost character, because at first, uh, as soon as you told me that, I was like, well, he dies. Like, yeah, he dies yeah in, spoilers, he dies yeah. in Modern Warfare 2. So to me, I was like, well, why are you going to tell me his story if I only know that he gets shot in the face by one of his friends and you get let on fire? Like That, to me, doesn't seem like, well, okay, well, what a great ending. I already know yeah. the ending. So then when they started showing this, and they started showing the dog a lot. I think a lot of people said, oh, you better not fucking kill that dog, man. You kill that fuck, you know, like a lot of people right away are yeah. like angry that they're going to kill the dog. But I love that there was this great comic I saw that somebody saying like uh, how we think it's going to be and how it actually probably will be. Mm-hmm. And what they showed is they said, here's how you think it's going to be. And it's like, get him, dog. And you're just like, pew, 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 like shooting. It shows the guy like, oh, get this dog off me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, they go, how it's actually going to be. And how it's actually going to be is the dogs like in front of the screen, like Nintendogs. <laughs> and the guy's like, get out of the way. You know, like trying to like shoot around the dog. You know, so I'm surprised they went with that direction because everyone's like, you're going to kill this motherfucking dog. You're going to kill this fucking dog. And I was like, you know, pissed off. And then it turns out it's all like the opening is like the train. It's like you're playing the guy and everything like that, and then and you, you get shot. Yeah, like, then uh, you get shot and you die, and then the dog is just all like, 
Yeah, the revenge of the dog. What people were saying is like the it's either gonna end one of three ways. The dog dies and you then take revenge on the person who shot your dog. Yeah. Uh the dog gets wounded and so to act the revenge of the dog, you go out on a crusade and then at the end it's like you and the dog are friends again. Mm. The you die and the dog rescues you, you know, or it's just like or everyone dies and that's just like the end of it. Like everyone dies all together. But it made me laugh though, because in in modern warfare there were times when you got dogs attacking you. Yeah. And you had to like stab them like in the call of uh Muslim World at War. Yeah, every, uh, uh, yeah, all of them know. actually incorporated. So dogs like, people would be mad. People would be mad that a computerized version of a dog that's friends of yours now might die is redundant because you had no problem murdering dogs. That's <laughs> different because those dogs that attack you were terrorists. They're terrorist dogs. Okay. This dog's an American. This damn an American it. dog. So. It's Amer- He's a hot dog. You could. That would be funny though. Can you actually pick your dog though? That's what I was wondering. Like, can I get a porgy? Yeah, I want like, <laughs> I like an overweight pug and call it and like you can name them so I'd name him like Mr. Pickles and then yeah and then I would just be like Mr. Pickles we shh, shh Pickles we're trying to we have Mr. Pickles we're trying to get in here yes it's like yes a stealth mission where you have to crawl and also you see him like you can just hear, you just hear that yeah <sighs> Mr. Pickles, Mr. Mr. Pickles, yeah. I found him! Yeah. Got him, Mr. Pickles! Yeah, they're over there. Get them now. Wow, ah, Mr. Pickles! <laughs> but then he'd be like a demolition dog, so you just like send him on his way, and then you just have to hit the button and <laughs> like pickles everywhere. Yeah, get achievements for that, you know. Light your dog on fire. Light your dog. Hot dog. Throw him in the ice. Chili dog. Chili dog. <laughs> he gets impaled. Yeah. With a, uh, 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 corn dog. <laughs> I guess Pete is gonna listen to this. Be like, what? what How about you think they're gonna oh, yeah. jump on board with this Easy, now? Yeah, I mean, the, even the fact that you're putting dogs in danger is like, no. Which is funny because we put dogs in danger throughout the entire Call of Duty series to begin with, and now since it's your companion, and your life, dogs search for people in terror, you know, terrorist attacks, hurricane victims. Uh, lifeguards, you know, out in the Everglades, you know, you got the St. Bernard with a little bit of whiskey around his neck, and he's, like, saving people from freezing to death. Yeah. We do it all the time. So, like, it makes no difference that in a game, a pixelated version of a dog might die is going to cause the biggest shitstorm, but I'll just have to wait and see if it does. That's what I need to talk to you about, and I'm also going to be talking to you, um, because I know we're kind of wrapping this up. Um, anything else you want to touch upon um, before... Uh, uh, actually, no, I'll save these <laughs> notes for next week, because these are more about things that have come out this last couple of days. Okay. So we'll touch base on that. So what do you got, man? Well, one thing I want to talk about is um, one of the girls from Comic-Con that we actually had on Socially Awkward, Jen, um, she actually propositioned me an idea that I was going to ask you about and a few mm-hmm. other local artists um, out here. Um, actually, as you know, Eric Dewey and his wife, um, they actually did a Indiegogo page to try to raise money for um, she had to be in and out through the hospitals. They weren't really sure what's wrong with her. So they're kind of trying to still raise money. Right, they have a lot of bills to pay. Uh, medical debt. So we decided after Comic-Con, we're going to put together this uh, art auction charity oh, nice. uh, hosted by 4i Radio Network. Uh, we're going to go ahead, uh, once we find the venue, we'll probably do a live podcast there. Um, but we're going to get a bunch of local artists such as me, you, probably TJ if he's on board, and a couple of other ones that she knows. Come with a bunch of different, you know, probably video game, comic booky kind of art styles of that, and we'll auction them off, and all the proceeds will go to um, helping Eric out. out. Bills. And then awesome. we also came up with, if we can, maybe go... <coughs> for people who want to listen to the episode, maybe they can download it for 99 cents and all those proceeds. Right, we also go. Okay, very cool. So we'll keep everyone posted with that. We're not sure. Well, uh, I feel honored that I was asked. And I love to oh, yeah, definitely, that. yeah. So um, we'll definitely uh, keep everybody on board with that. So this was just a thing I pitched to Eric. He was actually all on board. So we're going to keep everybody um, details on that. Um, upcoming game releases, um, I guess, uh, latest one that's coming out is going to probably be Deadpool on June 25th. Yeah, I imagine that's the next one. Destiny, they said, will be out for all systems. So I'm guessing uh, probably like the fall. Yeah, that's my guess too. Because uh, they just released uh, the video. They have the Gustavo oh, guy. Oh, looks freaking Yeah, ridiculous. where he's telling the story and stuff. And it's cool because it, it scared me because it's basically like a game I'm making where it's like different classes in space. But this is more of like a soldier game. Yeah. Shooting game with some more like, you know. It kind of almost reminds me of a little bit of like uh, Borderlands. Yeah, it reminds me more of like that, like a team-based battle of, with Borderlands. So I'm not too worried because, I mean, come on. Space is cool. Guns are cool. People in the helmets are cool. What are you talking cool. about? Space sucks. Guns suck. That's why I stick with Nintendo. Nintendogs. 
It's a cereal. Wow. Now in combo. Does anybody remember that? If you I remember didn't. Nintendo cereal, it was a we combo. Used to, yeah. It was uh, it was Mario Brothers in one bo- uh, one half of the box and Legend of Zelda in the other half of the box. But I remember the theme song to it. We'll probably see if we yeah, can find we'll it on Retro. It's a cereal. Wow. Nintendo. Something. Something. Oh wow. Well, we used to make up words to a friend of ours, Dan File at he used to work at Bookman's. Him and I would always sing the song in the morning, like because we'd always open. I'm like, you have your cereal today. He's like, what kind is cereal? Kyle, I'd be like Nintendo cereal, and then so he we would do the Nintendo, and he'd always be like Mario tastes like pancakes. <laughs> Nintendo, you know, like Zelda shaped like marshmallows. Because <laughs> that's how the commercial is. They like talk about like, Goombas taste like this. And yeah. Like, what? So yeah, we'll find that and post it on the. But um, thanks a lot. Uh, before we head out, we'll give a shout out to uh, one of our uh, sponsors. Uh, if you're looking to buy anything. On Amazon.com. Uh, Kyle, where do you go? Well, first you go to the sociallyawkwardstudios.com website, and there is a banner for Amazon. What? You click on it, you basically get to Amazon, lickety split, and then what you do is proceed what? with your purchases. All it does is they give us a little kickback for you supporting our network, which you're listening to right now, and at the end of it, you are on Amazon, so you just finish up with that? Yeah, just buy whatever you want. You can buy the latest edition of uh, Legend of Zelda on DVD. With and excuse me! You can look for Nintendo Serial on Amazon as well. I don't know if it's any good still, but you can. Probably not. But yeah, go ahead and uh, support the uh, podcast. Uh, we thank everybody who actually uh, came out and saw my panel on Friday at yeah, Comic-Con. Yeah, house. Um, everybody else who checked out everything. Check you know, out Comic-Con. <coughs> See what I did there for last? Mm-hmm. So I want to thank everybody for that. So um, if you want to follow us, you can check me out on the uh, Twitter at Stephen Mooney Jr. Also, follow me on my gamer tags at SchoolDays, S-K-O-O-L-D-A-Z-E-069 for Xbox Live. Same one for PlayStation. Just remove that zero from the 69. And then for the Wii U, I believe it's SchoolDays092. You can also follow us at Arcade underscore bros and also check us out on www.arcade-bros.com and we're also proud sponsors of the 4i radio network kyle where can they find you you can find me on playstation network and 360 under broken robo r0b0 you can also find me at mooneystudios.com that's my uh website and business and of course you can always find out uh us here on the arcade-bros.com. I think you're. Uh, I have to update and check your Nintendo network because uh, I think it's still zero six nine. Okay, but I'm, I'm not sure, sure it's zero nine two. Is the so we'll one. find out because uh, yeah. Well, it's not like I've had any friends on Wii. <laughs> oh, so. you. But uh, until next time, kiddos, uh, keep on gaming and remember to Nintendo. It's a cereal. Wow. Nintendo. Mario tastes like pancakes. Nintendo. Stevie looks like Jesus. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, play haters. You have just listened to another proud production of the Four Eyed Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.fouredradio.com.